0: Hi, Elliot. Firstly, happy birthday for yesterday, mate. Cheers, bud. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on a Maiden World Championships. I know you'd be disappointed you proved that you belong out there on the big stage with the top people in the world.
1: Aye, it was just obviously a little bit little too late. Mm. I thought I had him gone at the end. Yeah. Maybe he's a little bit little to luck. for. Certain vital times maybe he's cost us just at the end. But I thought if I could have got him really close, I, I thought... The game plan was, if I, if I could get back anywhere near 9-6, I'd fancy him start a twitch if you, yeah. and I was proved rightly.
0: Mm. I mean, I know it was already disappointing for you with your family and friends. You know, we, they were going to be separated anyway or absent from the Crucible. So to get the news like the government, were going to do that. Crazy U-turn only, you know, wasn't even 24 hours before and banned the crowds. I mean, it must have just been a massive hammer blow, mate. I mean, how did that affect you and your mindset going into the game?
1: And I was just absolutely devastated, obviously even before that started. So that yeah. was just the icing on the cake, really. Yeah. As I say if if I had I had more money in the bank, if I was a multimillionaire, I probably wouldn't have bothered playing because like, I would've rather preserved the memory. Yeah. And got there when I kinda really, really wanted to play. Mm. Not that I obviously didn't want to play in the world because the world is obviously the biggest one with the most money in, but the the idea of qualifying for the crucible is everything what comes with it. Yeah. Is what I've dreamed of and that to me was just well, it just honestly the the first I, I had I was worried before I even started playing because I had no nerves at all before I played. Yeah. And I rang the misses and I says I feel so flat and so unawestruck and playing. Mm. I was like, no, this is wrong, and it was worrying. Like I always have that butterfly feeling beforehand, yeah. but that's what keeps you sharp. It keeps yeah. you concentrating. And looking back at some some of the frames I played in that first session, I wasn't even concentrating. Mm. I'm sitting, looking all. I just. Well, it was just written all over my face. I just wasn't even interested in being there, which is horrible as it sounds and ridiculous as it sounds. I just wasn't. I was so disheartened and heartbroken of, of everything kind of went wrong. I just didn't want to be there. It's crazy, crazy, crazy feeling.
0: Well, I know that, like, obviously we spoke a few times after every match and, and that was one of the big things on, you, on your mind, the fact that you've always had your granddad and your last there and, and you were like, well, I mean, as much as it was a heartache, it was a heartbreak, like you, the way it went on, you were thinking, at least, at least I'm going to have one of them and then our lass is going to come down the day before and then, you know, and then Mike was going to come down the day after and then all of a sudden for the just to be like, right, none, no, none, none. Nobody. No. I mean, it wasn't World Snooker's fault. but it's just the way for you as a professional, having to try to then get your mindset right for one of the big, one of the biggest matches of your career. I, you know, I, I couldn't imagine trying to get your head straight for that.
1: No, you've you've got to give massive praise to World Snooker because, to be honest. That's arguably the most safe environment you can be in mm. where social distancing is used properly you've got to sanitize your hands yeah yet you're more you're more likely to catch something if you went down your local Asda went shopping yeah, yeah what i can't get my head around with Boris though is you can go and sit on Bournemouth beach with about 30 other three, 300,000 other halfwits absolutely mm. pissed out your brains yeah. social distancing out the window yeah and now he's done the thing with restaurants where he's encouraging you to sit in by giving you 50% off
0: oh yeah it started it so, it yeah so,
1: so you, you what I don't understand is you won't let obviously crowds in, in particular environments mm. where it's well constructed and do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, Sorted out properly. Yeah. But you, you can go on a beach with as many people as you want, get as pissed as you want, mm-hmm. and basically do what you want, and encourage more people to sit in restaurants than ever before. Is he backward or what?
0: Hey, am i am I missing something I think over Twitter I think every every single person that I've seen that's been involved in the snooker whether it be the referees whether it be the commentators one thing they've said is that it's just so sanitized and everything's kind of looked after you are all separated you have your hand sanitizers there you are all you have got your kind of dividers down the middle of you There's, you know for the for that to be banned um and then you know like you say beaches just to be absolutely chock-a-block
1: now nah, as, as i say you even seen the pictures in the crowd of mm. obviously seats separate where there yeah. was like say maybe three seats between every person which is obviously a reasonable distance so it was obviously sorted out properly and as i say massive credit to awards i feel hard done to on yeah. on their account as well because they've obviously went through a lot of time of a lot of expense to sort all this out mm-hmm. for it all just to be pissed away because boris says so nice. but he doesn't make any proper rules and you can go and do other things and encourage it. Sin restaurants, yeah. as I say, how the bloke runs the country is absolutely beyond me. Because I'm positive he couldn't find his horse with both hands. <laughs> Deadly serious, I don't think he yeah. could. So I
0: mean, going like you said, I mentioned before, going into that first session, it looked just it looked brutal. I thought Jan was trying to glass you at one stage because he smashed the glass. <laughs> what happened there?
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously it's quite tight yeah. round there, and he's a big lad as well. Yeah. So he's he went to squeeze past us. And obviously know, he's just, he's knocked me bottle, which has caught me glass and knocked it on the floor. But to be fair, when he's dead apologetic and that, like, he's so sorry and that, obviously, I mean, it was just an accident. I mean, but, like, um, you
0: had like your scoreboard problems, That none oh, of you has nah. got into any kind of floor. And it just, it just seemed like anything that could have gone wrong in that first session did.
1: It was just, oh, I, I, was, cruelly... I was loving every minute. Didn't want to be there <laughs> from the start, the scoreboard's frigged. I just thought, absolutely, get me out of here as fast as you can get me on the road back to see the Missus and the bai and get me rear, quick just want to get home I did I in that, that first day I was just even as I say, even when I walked down the stairs of the crucible, even to try and look round mm-hmm. to find some inspiration, there was just nothing there. I was literally sitting in my chair, literally only playing for the month, which is is not right, like it's a bad mentality, you anyway. Did it feel like a practice game 100 percent I. You couldn't believe it's the first round of the World Championship. I'll tell you what, I, I swear to God, right, I've had more nerves clearing up in practice than I did at any part in that <laughs> match, if you've been walking down. I swear yeah, you, it was, yeah. it was very, very strange. I'm sitting in my dressing room beforehand, and Mrs Rangas, she goes, oh, how are you feeling in that Nagan's Worrying, like. Yeah. She say, "Oh, you feeling nervous? I went, no, the absolute polar opposite. I feel very flat. That's, very. That's more scary. up for it. Oh, definitely. I like. I, I like them nerves before mm. a game because you know you're going to be sharp and switched on and on the ball and yeah. ready to concentrate. The, them nerves keep you going and, as I say, keep you concentrating. Yeah. And now it's just absolutely away with the fairies, like
0: So there's so many players kind of would have fell apart. known after that, especially after that first session, coming into the second session, I think you had to win nine-two or something just to. You know, I mean, did you focus on that or did when you came back, did you just think, you know, one frame at a time and kind of just go from there?
1: The, the only thing I had in, in my mind was if I can get anywhere near close, mm-hmm. I fancy pipping Pippenham at the line yeah. because I think he might panic. If, if I get anywhere close, all I thought was, I thought if I, if I turn up and I don't play very well and he turns it over, at I turn one and go and see the yeah. misses, see the bend, and I'm not really that fussed, deadly honest. Yeah. But if I, if I turn up and I, I nick a few frames... And you might start to panic. Then we'll see what happens. It's like so many people would kind of focus
0: just on damage limitation at kind of seven. Oh,
1: I 20. couldn't. I couldn't. Honestly, I couldn't give a monkey. Yeah, see, that's like,
0: what I thought. I thought that's not your like kind of your mentality could, is to think right one frame at a time. And if I get
1: that one, keep going, keep going, keep nipping at them, and see what. happens. Oh, definitely. Yeah. As I say though, like losing 7 or 10-1 to me is basically the same. Yeah. I still lost. Yeah. So all all I done was. In a way, I just waste some more of my time. I know people said you've made a better account of mm. yourself, this, that, and the other, but if you want, you want, what's the main goal? You want to be in round two, yeah. and I'm not in round two. So I know I've obviously made a better account of myself, but as I say, I either wanted to be in round two or I'm not, whether I lost 10 1 or 10 9 on yeah. the black, it still hurt anyway. So, of course, score, score line and damage limitation didn't really come into it. Like, I yeah. wasn't really fussed.
0: So was there a moment, kind of, I mean, I know you got your, you got, like, your first, your maiden century, you won 2 3 uh, in, when you were at 9-3, and then in the 14th frame, kind of, when he knocked the black in and his head kind of went down, did you kind of think, oh, you know, I might have him, eh?
1: It was weird, it was weird because when he knocked it in, and I'm not just saying this, I thought I had no ball run through the whole match for yeah. two days. I thought if anything could have went wrong, every time I played a safety and I thought I'd played a half-decent one, I'd leave a gap, or I'd knock one over the hole, yeah. or he'd catch one thick and flick a couple of balls and leave a snooker, or if he missed one, he left his What I just felt like that was the story for two days, really. And I thought, when that's happened, and I've nicked that frame, yeah. I thought, he's going to be bang under it now. Is that you know yourself, when you lose yeah. them sort of frames, they really, really hurt. Like. Yeah. So I thought, if I can just keep pipping away at him, yeah and as I said I, I said to my missus at the interval I said is it 9-3 I said if I can get anywhere near 9-6 mm-hmm. I fancy him to start folding like and I got a 9-6 and I just had that that was the only number in my mind once I went 9-3 and I got 9-4 nine, 9-5 nine, I thought if I can get 9-6 he's going to start flapping like yeah. and I can pip him at the line. and then I got 9-7 and as mad as it sounded 9-7 I thought I was never going to lose I thought I thought if the frames played normally yeah, and the, the the kind of the little flicks stopped happening, and I kept getting in, mm-hmm. and just pipping them off him. I thought I'm gonna beat him 9 all day. I thought if it had a went 9 if it definitely had it went nine nine, I'm not even joking. I would have had the mortgage on to beating him, like, <laughs> yeah. because it, it would have took some character by him. Because I don't think he would have wouldn't won it at nine nine after yeah. all the heartbreak and torture he's went through. At the last, what would it have been? Seven eight frames? Yeah, yeah. What was that? Nine two downs uh, yeah Nine two or nine, nine three. Nine two, yeah, and then, then nine two. Back, yeah, that would have took some character. I mean, nine if three, if he did poke a yeah. one it in from there, but as I say, I just didn't feel it. I thought if I get a nine, once I got nine seven, I thought I was never gonna lose. And then he kind of like he squeezed
0: over a ten seven, but I mean, I think yeah, if you'd got back to nine eight, I I think oh, I think it would have been anybody's. I think that would have been it. I think uh, I think you, were, you might have folded,
1: but is that is that say though even even the frame he won. He, he's, he played a couple of funny safeties like the very last shot. He's caught the red too thick and left us in an absolute horrendous position Like yeah. with the two reds left. The ones went out of the middle, he snookered us with a yellow and I can't get back to ball unless I play to chip the red towards the black hole, which I'm leaving him a long red, which is absolutely sod's law. I'll end up leaving him and he'll knock it in with yeah. the red out of the hole. So I'm, I've literally had to go for the red in the last and hope I just missed the black yeah. to only get the white back. And then obviously I've I've rattled the red and caught the black and absolutely left them dripping for him to beat us. And I think that's what I had to do. I, I had to leave them dripping for him to beat us because I didn't fancy him to make his own chance. I had to make a good mistake for him to kind of hobble over the line. Like. But as I say, that the damage was done. If if I had a if I had a kept him on eight for longer, like say it had finished, say I was only eight two down and I'd squeezed back to eight seven and yeah. then he'd nicked that frame. I still think I win, like... Because mm-hmm. he wasn't going to kind of take it out and want it. You never know. It a funny thing, isn't it? Of course. But I, I just never... As I say, and once I got a 9-7, I never felt like losing. So when I did lose, I was obviously devastated.
0: With regards to looking back at like the whole qualifying and and the actual
1: Crucible experience, what positives do you think you're going to take out of it? Bar the money and bar actually playing at the Crucible, yeah, probably not a lot. Because even though I've played at the Crucible... In a way, I kind of haven't, mm. because next time I get that back there again and say it was absolutely chock-a-block full. Yeah, it's a completely different experience. It's a completely different tournament. Yeah, again. So apart from playing in the actual building, I wouldn't actually say anything really. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, and I uh, that's all I, I think I could really say. Yeah, I it, yeah. That, I just playing just playing in the building and knowing where stuff is, like mm. where the dressing rooms are. And, Toilets or whatever, like, part from knowing, knowing where the building is, knowing a bit around it, I, w- I wouldn't say a lot, like, that's just been truthful. Like, yeah, well, you haven't been able to take much away from it because of, like,
0: everything's been kind of cut off and changed from what it usually is, like, for everybody.
1: I as yeah. I say, like, you normally find when people first go there, they'll have their experience and some might light the crowd, some might crumble in front of the crowd, but at least have been there and are a bit more prepared for next time they yeah. go. Whereas I feel like if I get back there again, I may as well be a debutant again because, do you know what I mean? I yeah, haven't yeah. experienced it. But As I say, it it's more, it's just a very bit uphill to swallow because even though I've qualified with the Crucible, it feels like I haven't as well. Mm. It, it, at the same time. It's, it's just balmy,
0: like oh, well, balmy. I saw the I saw Ronnie's interview where Ronnie's saying that he was happy that nobody, there's not many people there to bother him with signatures and autographs. Whereas I think that's I think that's strange because that's part of the Crucible, that's part of Sheffield, the the crowd, they bring the energy, they bring their they bring that love of the game to it. And the fact that you haven't actually you haven't been able to assemble the you know the the Crucible crowd around you, like you say, next time you go next year, you know you might turn up there in the crowds. Then you think, Jesus, this is doesn't even seem like the same competition.
1: Uh, I, I was sat and had a coffee with them for about 40 minutes and we're just talking about, obviously, how, how, how strange it is and yeah. how it would, would favour most of the qualifiers because most of the qualifiers wouldn't want to play in, full, in front of the packed audience, mm. whereas I think the top lads do because that's where a lot of them gain their advantage. Yeah. When it gets close, a lot of them will probably fall to the top players. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, Ronnie was saying... Like obviously, he he thinks it's a, a big advantage for the qualifiers, and this is I in in certain aspects. But you do you do see it from his point of view, yeah. where he, he's he's the main name, and he gets so much chew. To be fair, when yeah. like the, wherever he goes, everyone's wanting tickets, everybody's wanting an interview, everybody's mm-hmm. wanting a picture constantly. So you you can't imagine it's a big chew from yeah, you he's saying yeah. he can Actually, stay in a hotel if he wants, and not get absolutely badgered to death. And when he's been badgered to death for the last 25 years of playing near mm. enough, since he won the UK at 17, you can imagine it does get a bit monotonous. Mm. Like In a way, I, I kind of wouldn't envy being him because mm. it, 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 as much as it's nice to obviously get the attention and that, when you've had 25 years of being absolutely haggled to death constantly, yeah. you, you can see why he gets the hump sometimes and just kind of be chewed. Like.
0: Yeah. So I mean so what's the next comp that's on, Elliot? Championship
1: league, I think. And yeah, is it the Championship League, Stephanie? The first comp? Aye, uh, thirteenth of September. Yeah. Um the provisional calendars just came out, so thirteenth of September is the Championship League.
0: So are you gonna have a, a week off or something and then get straight back to it?
1: Um I probably a week or two, to be fair. Yeah. Because obviously it's it's what I'll still have in about three or four weeks to prepare so uh,
0: Stephanie you'll be planning the wedding mate it's got get yourself back practicing
1: <laughs> I've got a few got a few viewings this week like she's, she's been quite off the mark so. <laughs> I've got a couple of viewings this this week see if she likes them and if she doesn't and we've got to obviously do some more yeah but uh, I so she's got his gallivant now with the shop looking at venues and that's Obviously I haven't got a clue of venue is it wouldn't make any difference to me, I'd get married in the front street.
0: Yeah, just, just oh, when, when she asks something, just nod, just say, yep, that'll do. <laughs>
1: Uh, as I say, I need this money again in quick. I might ask Barry for an advance. Uh, if
0: he's <laughs> Elliot, you know, me- thank you for being a, a very special guest on the podcast. No you know, taking the time out after every match to give us an update, and I've loved it. And I know people who've also loved to hear from you as well. So Snooker won't stop. So hopefully uh, we'll speak again, especially if next month's coming out. It'll be really good to have a big crack with you. And more than likely, I'll see you through Paul Rinaldi's North East Snooker Centre before long, anyway.
1: Definitely, bud. No worries
0: any Thanks. I really appreciate your time. Cheers, Elliot. See you
1: later, bud. Bye, man.
0: I really hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for taking the time out to listen. I welcome feedback from my listeners and would appreciate it if you give this channel a star rating, leave a review, or both, as this would really help the channel to grow. Join me next time on the Q Club Podcast.